and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Dusk and Sage Media Nightmare Podcast where we discover and discover the other series. I'm up with a lot of that one. With me, as always, wearing some really nice glasses. Have I seen those glasses on you before, Sarah Becker? I I don't know. I, uh, I I came from Katie's house and I didn't feel like putting my contacts on. So yes, these are my glasses. They look cute on you. Well, thank you. Well, Ben, you must have seen these before. I stay. I spent the night at your house. I have a terrible memory, Sarah. Okay. You can't. You can't rely on me for anything. I may have also uh, put my contacts on before we actually crossed paths in your house. Like I think I got up earlier than you did. Mm, that's possible. That's also fair. And with me as well is Peter Dancy, who's also seen my house. Ah, yeah. Uh, I'm on a high today because because um because there is this K-pop girl group that's been like on on this massive two year pre debut project for the past like almost two years and uh, like with, with each with each of them and then subunits debuting. Uh, Are you as, told as, me about as this. Time yeah. Gone on. Yeah. Uh, and and so and so it's it's not it's not their debut single but it but 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 it but it is it is a, it is a lead single and all 12 of them are in it and 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 the, and so and so the music video and the single and the single on on iTunes dropped earlier today and it's literally the only thing i'm humming in my humming to myself for the past like 8 hours like awesome. like i am so over the moon and Wow, whatever for for Luna. Um, I, I I'm I'm so I'm so over the moon that like I'm very happy. It's like I I I, I even I even dragged my roommate and my, my roommate uh in, in, into into the kind of like this fandom when I, when I when I told him about them last year and so and so like like I I, I woke up for like my first couple of hours of work this morning because I had to and then and then I got an hour and I was like oh shit today's the day and I literally like got up like walked out of my room knocked on his door woke him up and I was like turn on your PS4 right now we're watching this shit. <laughs> nice. And I'm your host Ben Haworth, and uh, for once we're she on time. Right, we've caught up on our backlog. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Tab right at the end there, we caught that's, up. This is um, a little scary for us, dear listeners. Yes, yeah, thankfully there's only a couple so episodes left. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But but, but, but also uh, but also considering how it's like it how it's like towards the towards is the towards the end of the series, and it's like and it's like how are they going to win this war? It's pretty pretty apropos. Yes, exactly. We're getting down, and it's like the most busy time I've been in the last two years, so it's like perfect timing for me. Of course. <laughs> so, since it's actually the week of, I get to talk about something that's actually relevant this week, which is uh, the new album by uh, rapper Travis Scott called Astro World. And uh, I'm excited for two reasons. One, it's great. And the second reason, it's about Houston. Yeah. It's about a old defunct amusement park called Astro World that I used to go to as a teenager. And got shut down because it's where all the teenagers went and did drugs and had sex and sounds the park about right for everybody. And it was it was a great magical place that uh, can no longer exist because now there's apartment buildings there. So that's what the whole album's kind of about. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend. It. It's a great album, but it's also like eh, it's my town. It's nice. It's like when Solange did uh, her music video all around Houston. I was like, hey, oh oh yeah. Um, which 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 music video was that? Um, Don't touch my hair. Was it Cranes in the Sky or something? 
No, it was Don't Touch My Hair. Don't Touch My Hair. That's what it was. Yeah. And she went into that crazy abandoned cult area that's bananas that I've always wanted to go into. And I'm very jealous she got yeah, to go in there. And there, was an, there was another music video she did where there was another music video she did where, where like where I didn't notice it until like the last second until like the last second when it when it, when it like switched scenes. But she but she she was in the uh, she was in the lobby of the of the alley theater. And I was like, I've been there. I know where you are. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, represent H-Town. All right. Well, this week we are discussing Season 7, Episode 23, which is Extreme Measures. We begin with just a megaton bomb of feels as a dying and very flaky Odo tells Kira to leave him so she doesn't watch two of her loves die in the station's med bay. Dark. Bashir, however, is not ready to let Odo die, and he and O'Brien have laid out their trap. He also lets it slip to Sisko, who is none too happy with all this, but is frankly so overwhelmed with the whole war and also being Space Jesus thing, he just lets them do whatever they need to. Sure enough, Sloane arrives in his favorite move of sneaking into the room to menacingly sit in a chair. Well, too bad your basic bitch is too predictable as Bashir captures Sloane through a makeshift force field, much to Sloane's temple pulsating frustration. Bashir stuns Sloane, who awakens force tied down in the med bay. After some light threatening, Bashir moves on to the main course. He is certain Sloane must know the cure for the changeling disease, as he would have to know how to destroy it in Bashir's lab. They plan to use basically the machine from inception to enter Sloane's mind, but before they can, Sloane rage quits via an internal suicide device. Bashir resurrects him as best he can, but Sloane is basically dead, and he and O'Brien only have a limited window before his brain turns to useless soupy mush. Despite the risk, they enter the Matrix and find a weirdly helpful and nice Sloane, who shows off his family and puppies. But the real Sloane shows up to murder that pussy poser and escape. They get shot at by a projection of Sloane's mind. Okay, Christopher Nolan had to have seen this episode, right? And they fear they too will die as they now cannot escape his mind as he dies. They reminisce about their adventures, their friendships, and their love, and how really sad Bashir is he never got to smash Ezri, so yay. Mm. However, mm. Sisko had discovered their weird-ass setup and gets them out in time. The two relent to their failure, and Bashir gives Odo a sad farewell. He goes home to read A Tale of Two Cities, but finds it just repeats after where he left off. Seeing this, he realizes he is still inside Sloane's mind, who is just trying to stall them. He finds O'Brien and they get to the center of Sloane's brain, a room filled with all the great secrets of Section 31. Sloane tempts Bashir with all the knowledge that he would ever need to expose and maybe even forever destroy the organization, but O'Brien snaps him out of it and they escape with just the cure for Odo's disease. And Odo is saved! Yay! Later, Bashir thanks O'Brien for if he was alone, he surely would have died. And the two go to have dinner at Keiko's together where she's probably like, just make out already, you two. Jeez. What'd you guys think of Extreme Measures? I just really have a hard time believing that Sloane would let himself get caught that easily. Right. Right. Like the whole time I kept thinking like, okay, but when's when's the sh- other shoe going to drop? Like when's Sloane going to be like, you fools, I've been playing you this whole time. <laughs> right, like, like you, like you would that. think that someone that someone as resourceful as Sloane would like not be so predictable in how he shows up. Like, it's 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 like it's it, it, it's it's like I, I, I compare it to uh to, to the to the to the movie District Nine. I, I forget the name of the main of the main character, but but it, but it was like every time he answered the phone, then the entire police force was on his ass, and it's like Sloane, why would you do it a third time? Why would you show up in Bashir's room? in the dark in the middle of when he's sleeping a third time you're asking for <laughs> he it he just loves 
He loves that move. It's yes. His favorite move. He really does. <laughs> and apparently he always sits in exactly the same place because Bashir knew just where to put the force field. Mm-hmm. Right. So that one chair. He loves that chair. Yep. Um, so that was certainly part of it was, was that. But I think another part of it for me was just that... Uh, uh, this episode was weird. Yeah. And not like good weird. I like good weird. Um, and that might be actually part of my problem. I, I would have preferred a weirder, more surreal mm-hmm. tone to this one. It was just a very yeah, strange. Uh, I mean, it's certainly a bottle episode because it's only Bashir and O'Brien and Sloan running around hallways we already have. <laughs> you know, there's no like planets or anything mm-hmm. it's a lot of recycled right. footage i get it we need to pay for a very big expensive finale i'm sure yes and i'd rather have one boring episode than a finale where we have no money that would, yeah that, that's that's a problem totally. so i totally understand why this probably needed to happen but um it's You're just weird it feels very slapdash and and i think the problem is you can make something that's kind of cheap but still interesting uh i think a good example is is twin peaks you know the yes. original you know the red room is not a difficult set to make but mm-hmm. it is a very unique and memorable one and even if you reuse hallways and stuff i think you can make a dream episode which this basically is more surreal and it felt like that we had that for a bit when like evil sloan killed really nice sloan and it was like you know the 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 sinister part of his brain killing the one piece of humanity he had left and it's like that's interesting and weird and surreal and lynchian but it never kind of gets back to that ever again and it's just kind of they're trying to also like do like a the last adventure of o'brien and bashir before the big you know finale and I don't, uh, I don't know. I feel like we've already had enough of those. Like I didn't feel like we needed another one, so it just felt kind of perfunctory. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think I would have liked this episode. Like it was, it was good, but I think I would have liked this episode more if, if, um, if, if, if what, like, like what you brought up, uh, when, when, um, when, when, like the evil, real, like real Sloan killed, killed, killed off super nice Sloan. Um, if, if we had gotten something that was more along the lines of um, from, from the from the uh, from the from the original animated show uh, t- uh, Teen Titans, when when I when I think I think it was I think it was I want to say it was Robin or, or maybe it was Cyborg went went into Raven's mind and saw her in saw like her splintered self where, where it was like sad Raven, happy Raven, angry Raven, flirty Raven, kind of like chill Raven. I, 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 I think it, it would have been cool to have gotten that from sloan where, where it's like where it's like here's evil sloan who's all about section 31 and that's it and he is like just and he and this is like his last resort of like killing off every piece of him that could possibly help bashir instead of just having that all packed into one it's like it's like it's like, it's like it, it would have been a cool what it would have been a cool time to give us like to, to give us a breakdown of of like why of like how sloan ended up in this in, ended up in this position yeah, I kind of thought we were going to get that with the nice Sloan. Yeah, what do you scene. think of this episode overall, Sarah? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's as as you've already said, it's definitely a a filler episode. And yay, we found the cure for Odo, which is awesome. Right, love that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you you put it very well that it wasn't weird enough. Like, if we're gonna go in this direction of inception and existence and all of that it just it needs to be off the walls 
bonkers and it wasn't it was it just wasn't quite there it didn't have the right level of intrigue for such a concept yeah, I mean, that's Existence is a great pull. I'm glad you've seen Existence. It's a very oh, yeah. I, yeah I, I, it I was just movie. one of those movies that I was like, I was at home on a Saturday and was flipping through random TV channels. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to watch yeah. it. And it has just never left my mind. Yeah, it, that, that, like, that, I, that it's, it's not a great movie. And it's, I've, I've, I don't remember too much of it, but I just what really made me think of it is that last line of existence of "Are we still in the game?" Oh, oh, oh and, yeah. And oh, yeah. when yeah. Bashir was reading the book and he realized he's still in the dream, like of course Inception has done that as well, but Existence did it first. Yep. Yeah. Like they 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 they, they, th- they thought they got out of the game and and they were and they were and they were like fuck this guy shot him, but then but then no one really reacted and they were like oh wait are they all NPCs and they're just waiting for us to react and do something. Mm-hmm. Existence. I'm so glad so many people seen Existence. I guess it was just a cable movie, huh? It was just a popular yeah. one. It's yeah. just an odd it's, one in uh, David, that director David Cronenberg's career. So it's, uh, but I like it. That's a, with the teeth gun. Oh, yeah. That, 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 was, gun. that was bonkers. <laughs> Weird, creepy, but it was a re- it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's a great, that's a great pull. And that's a good example of someone like, uh, like, like a, 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 a oh, I'm blinking his name. Oh, I'm losing my cinephile cred. I feel yeah. like I feel like leaving me. No, what's his name? The guy who directed The Fly. Oh, I'll come back to it. Cronenberg, David Cronenberg. Phew. Woo. Ah, yes. Almost had to. You got it back. Almost had to get rid of my letterbox there. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, David Cronenberg is a great example of a guy who kind of mixes reality with surreality and, and kind of plays with dream logic and specific sort of. Uh, ideas and visual motifs and color and that's just what i what i needed was it's just a very bland looking episode as well it's just kind of not super well shot or that exciting there's like 10 minutes where they're just sitting on a floor (laughs) talking (laughs) and it's just like oh boy i just zone out and so when we're at this stage of the uh of the show and we're doing episodes that are this kind of static to me it's just not that interesting so Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's just uh i don't know if i have much else to say for this episode other than that uh, uh did, i forget did they no they bang in the next episode right we deal with the yeah yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get there as no, uh, no no spoilers we'll, yeah sorry guys <laughs> for 10 uh, minutes from now <laughs> right no uh what what i what i will say uh kind of as an, as an extra bit i i even though it was like weird, like Bashir and O'Brien just talking for like for a few minutes, I did think it was it was hilarious how, how, how it was it was hilarious how, how they got how they got to the point in the conversation where where, um, where Bashir was like you like me and and O'Brien was like I love my wife and Bashir was like yeah but you like me and it's just mm-hmm. like like it, it's it's one of the it was one of those weird scenes that happened in the late nineties and you're just like. You could take this one step further, and it would be everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. You could yep, either yep. make or break it's, the show uh, in five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like them as as a very brotastic, bro, straight friendship. Oh, but, totally. Uh, they are on screen together more than Keiko, which is very yes. funny. Like it, it gets, it's literally like Keiko who. Like I, there have been times where I forgot Keiko was Keiko was a character. I, like I, and then and then every and then every time I did, I was like, is she still just on like is she still just on Beijing doing research? Because mm-hmm. if so, just whatever. 
Yeah, I think uh, O'Brien and Bashir have been on screen together more than Keiko has been on screen at all. And that includes oh, TNG. Oh, absolutely. That includes <laughs> absolutely. TNG. Yeah, no question. Poor Keiko, I do love her. Yeah, she's sweet. Uh, she's she is she is nice, but uh, yeah. But O'Brien likes Bashir. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, is there anything else you guys have to say for this episode? Nah. Nah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It also doesn't help that this episode is like sandwiched in between the arc. And it doesn't really, yeah. even though we, we we cure Odo, which is definitely an important part of that, and I'm sure we'll play into more later, you know, now that there's a, a cure for the virus, I'm sure that'll be addressed. Um, it, 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 the way they got to it was very perfunctory, and it felt like, uh, I feel like this could have been like a B-plot of another episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yes. just about to say that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this could have been, you know, just like the second story, and that would have helped it a lot because, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this 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 plot needed to be the white wine to a chick to a chicken entree to a chicken entree dinner. And I want to say that I I do like um, bottle episodes. One of my favorite episodes of all time is an episode called Fly that uh, mm. everybody hates in Breaking Bad, but me. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But people hate it because it's like it's exactly what I'm talking about, where like it breaks the flow of the story. There's like this whole tense plot in that whole season, and it's 45 minutes of the main characters trying to catch and kill a fly. That's it. That's all that it is. Wait, really? That is the entire episode, and it is genius because it is like secretly about their characters and them coming to a, a head and the entire story in a whole. And I think it's a, I think it's a genius episode, but. Uh, uh, some people hate it, and oddly enough, it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi, which is also something I love and a lot of people hate. So that guy just makes stuff for me and only me, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all uh, right, back uh, back on track. This, sh- this show is back on track too with this episode. Thank God, because this, this is a pretty mm-hmm. good one. All right, let's talk about the dogs of war. Yeah. Just. You know, very happy. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super light it's and like, cheery. It's like the most depressing title you can have with dogs next to the plague dogs. Like that's the <laughs> only one that's darker. <laughs> like <laughs> All right. Oh boy, lots of plot lines to tie up or to bring to an end game, so let's get to it. On Deep Space Nines, we have several goings on. First up is Ezri and Julian, who want to bang, but don't bang, but then bang. Okay, we're good, right? We're Get out of the way? All right, fine. Sithio was now given a new Defiant chip that looks like the old Defiant in the CG shots, because CG is expensive. But hey, new carpets. He's also glad to report that Kira's efforts have resulted in them finding a shield for the Breen weapon. There's more Cisco to come, so stay tuned. Same Ben time, same Ben channel. Odo, meanwhile, is informed by Julian about the whole fact his people kind of created the Changeling virus and that he sort of kind of was the carrier and he basically kind of doomed his whole race on accident. Not shockingly, Odo is a little upset by this and he confronts Cisco and that while Odo knows Starfleet distanced themselves from it, they are not actually sorry or pushing to destroy Section 31. Cisco just asks that Odo not take up this fight in his own terms, but he makes no such promise. Meanwhile, actually now I'm thinking about it, I really like an Odo, like, Taken-style action movie, <laughs> like where he goes and gets revenge, like old man, old man Odo. All right, I just thought of that. Fan fiction. Just needed to interject mm-hmm. that. 
Meanwhile, Quark receives a very staticky message from Grand Nagus Zek that when he finally makes it out, reveals that he has been chosen to take up the position of Nagus as Zek is retiring to go to Ryza with his mom. Meanwhile, Quark is finally commanding the respect he deserves, even getting pampered by that sniveling worm, Brunt. However, during a pretty gross nail session, Quark learns from Brunt that the Ferenginar he knows has drastically changed with horrible things like taxes and universal health care and poverty safety nets. Ugh. The Nagus doesn't even have supreme power anymore as his decrees must pass through Congress. Quark, in a daze over this, even sells the bar to Rom for a measly 5,000 bars of latinum without even haggling. Quark, feeling like he's gone too soft, decides if he can't bring back the old way to Ferenginar through the position of Nagus, he will decline, even if it means losing all that money. Zek arrives, and Quark gives him his ultimatum, but Zek is confused. You see, he thought he was talking to Rom on the vid phone, not Quark, as he is the kind of sensitive, adorable little flower to take over this new form of Ferengi life. Quark is astounded at this, but notes Rom will be the perfect person for this sad new way of joy and unity. Rom even gives back the bar at no cost, much to Quark's displeasure. Still, Quark is happy for his brother, but he will run Quark's bar as the last outpost for real Ferengis with blackjack and hookers. During all this, shit's not so fun and silly in the resistance movement. Damar, Kira, and Garrick beam down to Cardassia to meet with Gol Ravak, who has promised to join the resistance. However, they arrive to find a massacre as Ravak has betrayed the entire resistance to Weyoun. The ship they came on is also destroyed, forcing them to have to find refuge on the planet. They manage to escape and hide out in the house of Mila, an Abrantane's housekeeper. Over the comms, I hear Wayun declare that they have killed Damar with footage of a ship being blowed up as proof. He also details how they have managed to find and destroy all 18 Cardassian resistance bases, effectively destroying the Cardassian rebellion in a single blow. He also appoints Legate Broca as the leader of the Cardassian military, who is more subservient to the Dominion. Damar decides, well, good show, lads, but I'm going to go fall into a depression coma now. After they all sit around and probably watch Space Netflix way too long, the depressed Tyrio learn from Mila that all may not be lost as the people refuse to believe that Damar is really dead. Kira realizes while the resistance failed, it did make Damar into a folk hero, someone a revolution could get behind. They realize they need a big, dramatic action to declare Damar is alive and to inspire the common folk. They go to blow up a Jemadar barracks, but when Garrick is stopped with seconds to spare, Damar dramatically kills the guards and blows up the barracks. People on the street recognize him, and he gives them an epic rallying cry to begin la revolution one day more. Meanwhile, Sisko learns that the Dominion are pulling back behind the enemy line in order to regroup. While a full-on attack is risky, it is necessary as it seems to be the only time they could possibly win the war. Starfleet, the Romulans, and the Klingons all agree to the attack. Meanwhile, Ben learns some sweet but troubling news that Cassidy is pregnant. But she kind of notes that, you know, a pregnant wife of the Messiah, who was warned not to do this kind of stuff, is kind of a bad place to be in. But I'm sure it'll be fine, right guys? Right? Right? No! Oh, oh my god. <laughs> no, what do you think of the dogs of war? Where to start? I, exactly. There's so much to talk about here. It's a lot of plot. Yeah. Uh, well, you said no first. Should you you want to talk about Cassidy? Sure. I mean, it's there's there's not much to say, of course, because that all happens in the last like two minutes of the episode. But you know, my last note in all caps. Is, well, the last two notes are all hell. And something is definitely going to happen to your baby. Everything is not going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> there's a great, um, there's a great uh, a YouTuber called Caleb City who does very funny videos. I highly recommend. He did one where it's like when you're in an anime and you realize you're fighting the main protagonist. And he like 
attacks a guy and he's like and then the guy barely does anything and then he comes back and he's like is that is that a golf club and then he just runs away like he's impervious to any damage and i love that cassidy knows that she is in a bad spot narratively <laughs> yeah just kind of yep. love that she knows like this is not great for me this does not end well in these kinds of stories mm-hmm. yeah cassidy is the person who's like really i just had to fall in love with the only guy with blue hair in all of japan basically and it's not from the bottle either right no this was a that 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 was that was a crazy moment when she was like like you could tell that there wasn't really a sense of joy that much from 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 her from from Mm -hmm. from cassidy it and but 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 it but it was it was it was interesting to note that um to note to note that it's like it was up to both her and Ben to like to to like take their injections to not get pregnant. It's just like okay, good. Both sides are responsible for this shit. Now. Yes, birth control for yeah. everyone. Yeah, I, I I would actually like if birth control for men was the thing. I would take it. Please exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than I mean, other than complex. I mean, you I mean, could like, get a vasectomy. <laughs> I wanted to get one and I was denied. Really? Yes. They said they would not do it unless I already had two kids before or I was 35. Wait, really? But it's reversible. Yeah. Yes. I know. I know. I was denied too. Yeah. So thanks, conservative uh, Texas. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Like, just do it. I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. No, that's so yeah. confusing, and that's shitty. Um, but yes, uh, poor Cassidy. She knows that it's just not. It's just it's bad. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's get to it. You funny or sad first? I guess that's the question. Let's do mm. funny. Let, 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 let's talk about the Nagus. Well. I- yeah. All right, let's do that. But before we do, let's just get it out of the way. The Julian Esri bang. Yay. God, I, I spent yeah. more mental energy than I should just uh, wishing they would do it already. Like, I, I I hate them together with all of my being. But it was just so frustrating in this episode to watch a genetically enhanced human and, a, you know symbiotic being of whom the the symbiote itself is hundreds of years old act like children or like teenagers who can't get it together it's like guys you're better than this they talk them like literally talk themselves out of just saying yeah i like you let's do the damn thing like no it's Mm -hmm. like oh this would be stupid let's not break up the friendship i appreciate you as friend as friend even though both of you have said to each other's faces just now that you want to be together Mm-hmm. Like I like I I felt I felt like Sebastian from Lo- from Little Mermaid just saying just kiss the girl just yes. kiss the damn girl. 
Worf, in, in my opinion, had his best line of the season in this episode. He said, he is an overgrown child and she is very confused. I was like, <laughs> yes, and then, finally. And then, and then he had one of the best actions of, of, the, of the episode, when, yes, the episode when, yes. when, when Bashir and Esri come up and it's like they're finally making out and, he, and everyone's just like, the fuck? And, and, and Worf is just like, nope, turn, uh, make, take, 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 take it down. We don't need to see this. Let them go. <laughs> He basically does what we want to do this whole season. Yes. Like, go oh my away. god! Right. <laughs> go away from me. Did Did any of us see that coming when 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 we realized that Worf was us? Oh, I know. No. <laughs> Having spent so much time also it. being mad at Worf during this show. Yeah. I mean, this is also when the show just comes up and like uh, sexual politics and and progressivism has changed a lot in 20 years since the show was on the air you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like, that's true we're all just like millennials we're like just bang already jesus christ yes like, even if it's friends with cares like even if it's friends with benefits just do it mm-hmm. just whatever <laughs> shut up <laughs> actually 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 honestly why didn't they just bang even if it was even if it was friends with benefits literally right? jadzia Yes, literally, yes. Jadzia. Right, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do it. It's, uh, it's, not a, it's a problem. It's not a problem. It's 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 like it's, also it's like, like the it's like the writers like suddenly lost their incomplete understand complete understanding of their own character in season seven. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. this uh, actually this this might make a good transition into another part of this episode. Mm. Um, this episode illustrates two instances of character growth that were handled very differently <laughs> and uh now i was i was so proud of of julian's character growth up through i'll say season five i guess because he started out as just such a playboy and even yeah. i think his very first line in season one episode one he was hitting on jadzia yeah, like that's who we're, how we yeah. are introduced to him. It also said he was twenty seven in that episode. By the way, I am twenty seven. I suddenly feel mm. very under accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also not genetically enhanced, so like, that's trust true. Me, you're doing fine. Yes, right. Um, but besides the point, he he was doing so well, and he was getting better, and he was growing a person, and now he, growing as a person, and now he is literally right back where he started, and it's so disappointing. <laughs> To see that, but then we also have characters in this show, and actually, we can take either storyline you want at this point. We have Rom, who has had significant character growth and self betterment throughout the show, and Damar, who went from yeah. you know lackey of the bad guy to leader of the revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and these are all believable uh, character arcs and well developed. I, th- I think I've come up. With the answer, I think Ezri has Rogue from X Men like powers, but instead of draining people of their power, she drains them of their character arcs. There she we turns go. People, That's she it. turned Worf back into season two Worf. <laughs> Sorry, season four, and then she turned uh, Bashir back into season one Bashir. Mm-hmm. Like completely destroys everyone's character arc. Don't let her. Don't let her near Damar. <laughs> He'll turn back into right? a jerk. Oh goodness. I'll just go back to being drunk all the time and working for Goldicott. Right, or Rom will turn back into the total numbnut he was in season one. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. oh my God, I haven't heard that word in so long. <laughs> Don't make me feel old. God damn it. I'm just saying, <laughs> I haven't heard anyone actually say it. Like, 
Uh, let's go fun. You said you want to go fun. So, uh, what'd you guys think of Rom and Quark and all the shenanigans? Yay. Rom totally deserves this. Our little flower. He is blossomed and he is, he is the leader of his, he has, he has gone, he has gone from being under the thumb constantly of Quark to now being the leader of his people. Uh, I am so happy. Yes. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's the Mm. perfect it's perfect for quark because of course quark thinks he wins and he doesn't so that always works and i love it and it's perfect for rom and uh the perfect example is this is when rom is like full-on space jesus where he's just like i give you back your bar brother <laughs> and he's like oh fuck off like <laughs> yeah you would do that you nice motherfucker <laughs> like he's just like so angry at him and i i i i, uh, I really enjoyed it very much yeah, and Cork was, was like this would be the last bastion of ferengan arch it's like oh god <laughs> that was a little i mean that's just because of where we live right now and i'm just like oh <laughs> but i mean it's fine i i get where the, there was 1990s it wasn't 2018 so it wasn't as charged politically as i kind of took it now but it's fine it's fine um but uh yeah i I thought that was really sweet and Mm -hmm. uh i'm very proud for precious rom and uh i feel like we're done with quark and rom i mean i'm sure they'll show up in the finale but i feel like their arcs are pretty much done yeah yeah they're uh, they're pretty set Mm -hmm. also can we talk about that uh very hot double girl oh my god right oh my god yeah she was gorgeous (laughs) where was she this whole show super Mm -hmm. tall scantily clad lady i was like mm, sarah's gonna like this mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i approve i also do want to uh, just very briefly bring up the fact that quark straight up quoted star trek first contact that's right he did it made me so happy fascinating <laughs> that's one of my line favorite lines from first contact is the line must be drawn yeah this far no further <laughs> That's the only oh my god, I'm so say, mad. I tried yeah. to watch First Contact with Katie last night because she's never seen it before. Mm. But I brought my copy of the movie over to her house, and when I got there, I realized it was a Blu-ray. And um, she has a, an older Xbox. It might be the original Xbox or an Xbox uh, One, and that won't play Blu-rays. I was right. so mad. Ah, uh, bummer. So we just watched Darmok instead. It's a good episode. Let's go episode. Hard to deny Darmok. Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about uh, Damar and uh, the revolution? Yes. Yeah, Viva la revolution. One of the. Well, I just want to quickly say. Dramatic, uh, uh, remember Cardassia? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear Cardassian sing? Singing the song of angry men. Um, it's, uh, it's the music of the people who want to be slavers again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something you mentioned, Sarah, that is very true. That is something I wanted to bring up, and I'm going to talk about it more in our, our final episode, which will be our season slash series finale. Um, is how much I am impressed that the Cardassians, the ostensible villains of the show, at least from the start of the show, uh, are three of them are our best characters yeah yeah garrick gold ducat and dumar now are three of the most fascinating characters mm-hmm. and some of the best arcs in really any star trek show and i think compared to another show we talked about 
Um, it is very interesting to compare how much better and more interesting and how well you can write a, a villain character and actually mm-hmm. have them be so memorable and so interesting and have them change in ways that actually aren't crazy. Damar's change has been very believable this season. Oh, yeah. And it's very understandable. And um, this episode was great because of that. It was great to see him lose and then come back from Rise from the Ashes. And it's crazy that you can have a... A weird greaser Cardassian be like, it's Damar, and you're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. But yeah, what'd you guys think of the the whole rise rise of the Cardassian revolt? I was impressed by it actually. Like, it, it was it, it, when 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 Kira realized, oh wait, you're now like folklore. You are now a martyr. Like. Like, like you, like you, like you, you, you've kind of gathered enough, um, kind of behind the scenes, because because of the because of the Dominion behind the scenes support that it's like you know what we can we can actually make this work in our favor, and 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 see and especially and especially um especially the, the the last time we saw these three um, uh, uh, uh Garrett Kira and 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 Damar um Damar's uh wife and wife wife and child have been killed even though they were completely uninvolved and then Kira just had to make that side comment it's like well now you know how it feels and he and he just walked away solemnly and Garrett was like he can probably use that it was shitty it like damn girl but he can use that and it's like now we're seeing him actually use that kind of motivation to 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 lead to lead into what is what will be a a, a very interesting um kind of third front of the uh, of of the two final episodes yeah no for sure it's it's uh yeah sorry what do you think of it sarah i mean and you you both have pretty much covered all of it it's uh it's especially interesting to see kira being partially responsible for training these Cardassians yes. yeah, to be yeah. revolutionaries. Um, I mean, I, I know we talked about that a lot in our last episode, um, but we saw it really come to fruition in this one. And uh, she's, I, you, you uh, Nana Visitor just acts this so well. You can see on her face as Damar goes out to lead the revolution. She's like, not sure if, proud or frightened that the Cardassians are taking power again. <laughs> yeah. I did this. I hope it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Unsure. Right. One of those uh one of those I've started a cause and I don't know the effect. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Well put. Yeah. No, it's very true. It's very true. It's part of that murky gray world of Deep Space 9 that we so love. Mhm. Uh, and her in that hood, it was very interesting. It is a very interesting shot. Yes. I agree. They have this very good push in. And uh, Nana Visitor's face gives nothing away, which is quite excellent. She's mm-hmm. always so excellent uh, in those kind of close-ups. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And I'm glad the rebellion failed. I thought that was really interesting that uh, it failed but won. I thought that was a very mm-hmm. clever idea right. because that's often how that is. I mean, that's the whole... Going Les Mis a lot, but that's kind of the point of Les Mis is that rebellion and that movie fails. Oh my god, you guys, this is why O'Brien and Bashir have been playing at the Alamo. Yeah. It's an allegory, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. That they're that they're that they're that they think they're gonna lose a battle that they can't win. Yeah. Oh (laughs) I thought that was you got the the, No. It's It's genius. It's brilliant. I love it. Oh, it's great. I need a moment. Um, 
<laughs> I did not realize that. And I'm from San Antonio. <laughs> or, or at least I was born there. <laughs> My God. We all went to college there. It's fine. Li- literally. <laughs> it's um, about a fort that's stopping a giant army that can't maintain the fort so they're trying to figure out how it could have possibly ever uh, beaten off the giant army but well no that, i was thinking more, more like specifically to this episode of, oh like the, the destruction of the colonies inspires the revolution that comes yeah that's very true actually, actually give, question give sam houston time to get his armies I, I, I actually actually question and, and i don't really expect any of us to be able to answer it off, answer it like just off the cuff for 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 all for all of the battles that 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 Bashir and Brian used the Hollow Suite for, for 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 the for the one for the ones where they like named which historical event it was, how many of them were they like fighting on the losing side? At least once the Dominion, one, at least once the Dominion War started, because it's because it's to, because it's were, totally like... possible that it's like they could this could have been something that they that they've been like hinting towards the entire time. It's possible. It's plausible. Yes. I have to think about it. It's possible. I mean, the only ones I can think of is they were definitely like playing World War II flying aces, but I don't think it was any specific battle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like it wasn't Dunkirk or anything like that. As far as oh, I but that would be interesting. If which I still haven't seen. Oh, that's good. I know. I, I know. I, I need to get around it to it. It may. It might be one of those movies that I don't know. It's like it's one of those movies like Gravity. Yeah. Like, mm. Once you saw Gravity in a theater, it was incredible. And then I was like, "Oh, people aren't going to like this when they watch it at home." Yeah, because <laughs> it's like that's that's exactly a- it. Avatar. It's also a time commitment. It is a long movie. You need it's a long you, movie. You need, like, it's, it's very well. I love it because it's yeah. I love it because it's edited very fascinatingly, and I, I really think the editing is very mm. clever and. But it takes you like twenty minutes to figure it out. <laughs> It's very odd. It's very odd. At yeah. least. <laughs> so, and it's, yeah, if you don't see an IMAX with the sound and the music and the, I just don't know if it's quite as gripping, but mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, it's probably, it's probably my favorite big budget Christopher Nolan movie. How about that? Gotcha, mm. gotcha, I really gotcha. like the smaller budget movies more, but uh, anyways. Um, yeah. Sorry, we got off track there. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. That's the show. That's the show. Uh, if we didn't stay on track, what would we be? Some kind of regular podcast? <laughs> Psh, you don't want that. You yeah. a bunch of nerds going off on tangents. That's what you're here for. Yes. If you are still here, in which case, God bless you. I <laughs> <laughs> love you. In which case, thank you. Dude, it's true. Um, yeah. And how do you guys feel? Do you feel like it's set up the uh, the finale well? Do you feel like we're all ready? I uh... think... I, I mean, the show is ready. I am not ready. No, Mostly ready, never. No, but, yeah. yeah, no, but no, but I, I, th- I think, um, k- kind of like what I, what I alluded to, the, the, the kind, the kind of three front finale. They've set themselves up in an interesting position going in, going into this two part finale, where it's, where it's yes. like, where it's like we're gonna have the, we're gonna have, um, the, the, the uh, Cardassian Revolution side, coming for the Dominion, want, want, wanting their own freedom, uh. For for which we don't know whether they will be absolutely crushed or 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 or, or, get, or win somewhat. Uh, we 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 have we have we have like the space battles that that will that will in, that will ensue that will ensue, will that will ensue between the alliance and the dominion. But then, and we have not seen her for like two three episodes. 
we have we we have we have a, we have, a, we have Kai Wen who's off yeah. somewhere just somewhere reading a book a lo- reading a book after just after just putting Gul Dukat out into the streets while blind so we so we're going to have like a spiritual side coming into the finale so so i i think it's cool how i, th- I think it's i think it's cool how much like the rest of the sh- rest of the show almost like for, for 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 so much of it how we've been like connecting it to different events that are that are happening in like our current our like our, our current world it's like it's it's like you can like you you can find different instances that are that are, that are that are happening that are happening in in our in our world right now where in our, right now where it's like where it's like this is technically the same thing you have political you have war and you have spiritual all happening in this little all, all happening in this space and it's really cool that it's like that it's like 20 years before now this they they, they put they they brought all of this into a show the show rules so much. It's so good. I love the show so much, you guys. <laughs> there was such so a. The, good. The, I, I, I think I, I, I think I think I think we commented on it towards towards the beginning of us watching the show. I, there is such a benefit in having Deep Space Nine be so different from TNG, where, where TNG, whereas with TNG, it's like it, where it's like it's the spaceship going places. Whereas with whereas, whereas with DS Nine, it's like everything comes to you. Deal with yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, show's awesome. Ah. It's great. Love it so much. All right, I think we gotta. I think I need just need a cigarette break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else to say, or shall we? Uh, oh, wh- shall we do one thing? One thing. I am pissed that Ferenginar has shit that we as Americans uh, I can't can't even agree on. Free healthcare. <laughs> free healthcare. <laughs> Pre healthcare, making sure that no one they got it in like no seven poverty, years. Poverty, poverty huh? Terrible. They got it in like seven years. It took us like three hundred, and, and we still can't <laughs> make any kind of change. At least not. At least not enough. Maybe there'll be a, maybe there'll be a, a t- 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 deep space ten about Ferengi and our <laughs> fucking economy collapsing, and then it'll be a big allegory for venezuela and it'll be great oh <laughs> my god <laughs> like, let's just go real depressing let's bring in everything let's just let's honestly really make a really dark show or we can uh fly spaceships to lenny kravitz we can do that that could be an option also so great thanks thanks a lot i appreciate it yeah i'm not referencing anything in particular no i'm not bitter no, no i'm just not just, just 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 lenny kravitz flying a spaceship i'm you know i'm, I'm, cool, I'm cool with that <laughs> i'm cool with that yeah it's good no it's good it's good no it's good that it's good that you know that the orville's a better show and you're trying to be it it's good no, it's good <laughs> it's good for you <laughs> <laughs> All right, that has been our episode this week and a quick episode of our other show that'll uh, probably piss some people off. Next week, you think we'd be discussing the series finale, but we're actually going to be taking it back for just one week to look back at where this whole journey started. Yes, we're going to revisit season one, episode one and two called Emissary and see how much has changed along this seven-year journey. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at cptn underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, or interview it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geek Space Nine signing off. 
Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.